And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app or wherever you're listening in live or listening to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We have got a loaded show and a lot to discuss today, but bring in my co-host Lucy Burge over there in the East Coast in Boston. And uh, Lucy, good evening. How was the betting weekend for you? Good evening, Sprague. My World Series bets did much better than my football bets this weekend. I, for whatever reason, took the Packers today. And they did not beat my Why Lions. Why did you take and the Packers? The Why did you do that? Was was I trying to jinx them, perhaps? No, I, I took them sincerely because I thought, you know what, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in a get-right situation. And he's going to beat the Lions and gain some confidence as the Packers continue their path in, in their division. And no, that didn't happen at all. So the Lions, I was happy to see a Lions win. I, you know, because you, you have to be because... This weekend was also the weekend that Eminem was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall into of Fame. Into the Rock and, and Roll, it, I know. A beautiful ceremony, and he just he performed it, a Lose Yourself and it did a chilling Goosebumps video of, of his rise to fame and his start with Dr. Dre and what Dr. Dre... I could, I could talk about this for an hour, so I'm not going to, but... It was his daughter was there as well. I could just paint a picture with words of, of the scene and, and how amazing he is. But following that, his Detroit Lions, my de- our, mine and Eminem's Detroit Lions and the whole city of Detroit on their backs are our city. No, I'm not claiming Detroit by any means, but um, they won against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, which is so wild. And, and even more proving and other games today, like the Bills Jets game that prove mm-hmm. that this football season, none of it makes sense. Nothing makes sense. I understand nothing. We understand nothing about any of these teams except for the Patriots. Also, I was on Patriots minus five and a half, and that was uh, a fantastic game. If you were also on Patriots minus five and a half, because Mac Jones is back, I guess. But above all, Tom Brady is back. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are back, and I was on Buccaneers minus three. So that was also a great one. World Series bets did very well. Happy that that's yep. over, quite frankly. And the Astros won. I had them at plus 450 earlier this fall. End of summer took them. So that also was great, just kind of across the board. How was your weekend's break? My weekend was okay. Um, you know, I, I really didn't care who won the World Series. I, I don't really root for Houston, and I, I hate the Phillies. So it was kind of like I was a little indifferent. I, I'm a big Dusty Baker fan, though, as, as I think most baseball fans are. And so I was happy to see him get his love. and you know, the oldest manager to never win a World Series and all that stuff. Like, I, I was happy for Dusty Baker, but largely kind of unmoved by the World Series in general just because I, I don't really like either of those teams. Uh, interesting play. Patriots minus five and a half was one of my favorite picks of the week. And I just kept thinking, like, Bill Belichick with with quarterback that's inexperienced and young like Sam Ellinger, you tend to want to bet Belichick in that spot. And it, and it didn't disappoint. I mean, that was a... It wasn't pretty. If you if you had the Patriots minus five and a half, Lucy, it was definitely a, a, a game that you're happy with, but you're not happy that you had to watch. Uh, it was a little bit yeah. sloppy of football, but th- they covered that number no problem. I had a huge teaser parlay that I, I luckily I had Seahawks was the final leg of that at uh, plus 13 and a half and ended up obviously they won outright. So I ended up covering that and uh, it was a day of dogs yet again. I mean, I feel like we've been saying this every week in the NFL but you had the Jets come back against the Bills, right? You had the Lions beat the Packers. You had the Jags come back from 17 down as a home dog against the Raiders. You kind of look all over the landscape uh, today. I mean, you almost had the com- uh, the Commanders beat the Vikings. That game game uh, came down to the wire. The Bears were pushing the Dolphins. So it was a, it was a really fun day of football, I would say. And uh, some upsets mixed with some almost upsets. I do want to start with Brady. Just the Rams and Bucks just wrapped up not too long ago. We got Sunday night football on right now. But Brady and the Bucks get the last second win. They drive the field in 30 seconds. They get the go-ahead touchdown with nine seconds to go. They beat the Rams. They moved to four and five. I, I didn't. I didn't particularly find this game encouraging whatsoever for either team. No matter who ended up winning this game, I think the Rams are in trouble. Cooper Cup has alluded to as much, Lucy, and I know the Bucks won, but 
I, I just I, I didn't find them to be particularly motivating. You you feel differently about the Bucks now going forward and kind of where they stack up in the NFC? Yeah, so I did not until the end of this game. So this game was not pretty. This was a very, I would would say, discouraging game until the end. Because if Brady was going to lose four games in a row, I don't know if I'd say that was it, but it would be it in terms of his mindset for this season. Because I don't know how he comes back from that because he's never done that before. He's never been, he has never in his career lost four games in a row. Maybe back to when he was a kid, but not that I can think of in his career, his NFL career at least. So that I think would be very, very difficult for him to come back from mentally and would possibly be checked out for the season until the end of this game when the Tom Brady magic reappeared and the old Brady that we saw from from seasons ago even super when he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks when he can come back from being down like that in in situations where it seems almost impossible any other quarterback you really would have to think maybe not maybe they can't do it Tom Brady still has it Tom Brady is back and I'm not I would say I would think about taking the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl now at plus 12,000. No, it's 2,000 because Brady showed that his magic is still there. But the big factor Mm -hmm. is that the divorce is over. The divorce is finalized. That is behind him. That is off his shoulders. It is one less thing for him to think about. That Thursday night game, which was a disaster for Brady and the Buccaneers, their third loss in a row was the night before we then found out his divorce announcement was coming and he knew that was coming. It was probably already written. They had both probably written them and he knew he was going to be posting that to his Instagram story the next morning. And that was weighing on him and that had to have been on his mind. It couldn't not be on his mind. Now, he, you see him walk into the stadium today. He looked he one cool customer. He is all set. He is ready to move forward with football. He has chosen football, and that is his path moving forward. He has dedicated his life to it now. He chose it over Giselle, which, again, I am team good for Tom in that respect. Good for you, Tom. This is your love. You chose it. You are here. And he showed that he can come back from these situations now. So the fact that Tom Brady is back, in a sense, I I would give it one more game. If they win the next game like that and they win it in a fashion that is encouraging – I would not rule out their Super Bowl odds after that. Well, they should be able to get through the division. I mean, we keep saying it, but, you know, Atlanta almost beat L.A. today. The Chargers, that came down to the last kick uh, and final play of the game. And I don't know how serious people take the Saints. They got a big opportunity tomorrow um, as we're taping this on a Sunday night against the Ravens at home, so maybe they take advantage of that. You know, Brady might have bought people like you back on, right? Like plus 1,800 yeah. to plus 2,000, depending on your book. Maybe he's got some people now that he did that game. Somebody who doesn't, and this was one of the big upsets of the day, uh, just in the terms of Green Bay, I thought showed a little bit just of, of heart in Buffalo. I know they lost by 10 and the line was 10 and a half, but like relatively defensively played well against Josh Allen and the Bills, and we'll get to them. But I thought maybe this was the week, the highest scoring defense that they're going against in the NFL is the Detroit Lions, and here you go. This is how you break out of an offensive snap. Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions. I mean, two were really egregious. The third one, I mean, you don't want to see any of them, but like three interceptions and they outright lose to Detroit. They fall to three and six. And, you know, Lil Wayne's out there as a Packer fan tweeting like we should have traded Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is not having yeah. a good day or a good season. He he was 50% on the day completion percentage, sub 300 yards. As I mentioned, three interceptions. And the Lions, who were becoming one of the worst teams in football, suddenly get a rise and they win outright as a four and a half point underdog and they win 15 nine I I it's crazy to say this nine weeks into the season uh Aaron Rodgers and the Packers done uh, yeah if that yes yeah I would say Aaron Rodgers I talk about mentally being checked out and coming back from a deficit like this the Packers have now lost five straight for the first time since 2008. And Aaron Rodgers knows this. He's under-throwing passes. He's throwing interceptions. He looks washed. As someone tweeted, unlike his hair, he looks completely done. And he looks like he is checked out of this season. And I don't know if he's considering retirement, considering considering another team. 
but it doesn't oh, seem Lucy, he, like he's it. He, Lucy, he's gonna like, how could he, he? Sorry, oh, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I was just gonna say, like, uh, no way that dude is, is contemplating retirement. He gets 56 million next year, in two years, he'll make like 76 million dollars. Like, that salary that's true, it, it, it's insane in the next couple years. That pays for a lot of cleanses and, and retreats that he will have to do to recover from this because this, it, how is he, I don't see how he mentally comes back from this, including the burn that Lil Wayne did post on Twitter when he said, RIP to the season, we should have gotten rid of 12 before the season. If that's a rap, he rhymed season with season, which is not great. I would say it's like rhyming watch with watch, but Wisconsin with, with mansion was a pretty good one. So Lil Wayne had a great day. But Eminem had not had a great day. Eminem had a great day because his Lions won. So Eminem won Lil Wayne zero in this case because suddenly <laughs> Lil Wayne, though, I was like, why is he a Packers fan? He, he said that his dad went to the Patriots-Packers Super Bowl in New Orleans, and his dad came home with Packers memorabilia, and that's why he's a Packers fan, who also, Lil Wayne also, is a Red Sox fan which is another interesting tidbit here is his, his fandom kind of runs the gamut of cities, but his Packers, Lil Wayne's Packers, not doing too hot right now uh, against uh, Eminem's Lions, which is a, a very interesting, he should have tweeted to Eminem. Nice little beef there. Eminem in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Lil Wayne, not yet. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't a good day for any of the Packers fans, Lucy, and I, I, I don't know where they're at. I mean, I, I kind of find it comical today, this morning, you know, I wake up usually on Sundays at 5 a.m. I like to get up early on a Sunday, get some stuff done, get ready for football. I get super excited out here on the West Coast for it. And I check my my Twitter timeline, and I'm watching TV, and I feel like, oh, suddenly all these reports are coming out today about who the Packers were truly going after and who the Packers almost got in a trade. And I just kept thinking, but they didn't. Mm. But, but they didn't. But they didn't. But they didn't. Like, you, you can put that out publicly – but you did. You obviously didn't offer close to what these other teams were offering for some weapons. So I don't know. I find the whole kind of thing weird and odd. Like it's just a big song and dance. I don't, I don't buy that Green Bay was actually pursuing anything. It's not in their nature and it's not in their history to go make a, a deal like that. I do want to ask you, though, because the Lions get a random win. None of us see coming. Uh, one more upset that happened today, double-digit underdog. The Jets outright beating the Buffalo Bills. This one. I- how do we feel this about was, this? Like, I, I was wondering, Lucy, like, Jets fans have got to be very conflicted, right? Like, I think Jets fans are super excited. You know, it's like, hey, we're having a year. Our defense is good. We're starting to feel better about our coach. I, his numbers don't pop off the screen, but I actually thought Zach Wilson was good when they needed him to be. He was 18 to 25, only 154 and a tutty, but I felt like his throws were timely. Like, he came up with the throw when he needed to. He actually got hit, suffered an injury, came out of this game very briefly and came back. And they pick off Josh Allen twice, who doesn't throw a touchdown pass. And the Bills now have lost two divisional games. Their two losses this year are in the division of Miami and New York. What'd you make, what'd you make of the upset? Yeah, well, our super producer, Zach, confirms in the chat that, yes, there is some conflict among Jets fans. Zach is a Jets fan. I would be yeah. conflicted as well as a Jets fan or, a, or because you see that they beat the Bills. Okay, how far can they go? This is very exciting. This is a big day for, I I would say today is a day for Jets fans to enjoy this. If you're conflicted, just kind of enjoy the fact that you did beat Zach Wilson. uh, uh, Oh my God, Josh Allen in uh, this game. (laughs) So like, no, the Patriots did beat uh, Zach Wilson. So no, the, the bills beating Josh Allen, uh, sorry. Oh my God. The the Jets beating (laughs) Josh Allen. I'm just so used to the bills winning that it's so weird. So yeah, I know. I didn't expect him to lose today. Josh Allen today is something you yeah. see Josh Allen's face at the end of that game, and he looks so distraught and so like, how did this happen? Kind of thing. And I think that's what everyone else was thinking here too: is how did the Jets do this? And I remember earlier this week looking at the odds for this game, and I stayed away from it. But I thought the Jets could do this; they could at least maybe not win, but cover the spread. So I think if you did bet on the Jets, then uh, good for you. But I, this, was, this was the game, the shocking game of the year so far, I think. This is the, the most shocking one because of the, the, the Bills are supposed to win the Super Bowl and the Jets beat them. So that, this, is, this is the game of the season in terms of shocking uh, news, I think. 
I, I, it's it's crazy watching this game. I'll, I'll note this: like Buffalo is still Buffalo, and you know Josh Allen's terrifying. Second half of that Green Bay game, he wasn't good. He threw that pick near the goal line, and I would say today I, I watched a lot of this game, man. Like the the Jets played really good defense. They made Josh Allen. They put him in some uncomfortable spots today. I thought that was a really impressive performance by that Jets defense. That's a season low, by the way, in points for the Buffalo Bills, seventeen. So a hell of a job. Yeah. Uh, by the New York Jets. We, we have a whole lot more to get into, Lucy. Uh, we have a World Series champion, the Houston Astros. Uh, we've got Guess the Lines coming up with our super producer, Zach Kroll. He'll hop on and give us his thoughts for some of these games and uh, some of our futures bets. Back to the futures, back with more here on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Golick. Seems like the Eagles right now, obviously the best team in the NFC. We talk all the time about, like, who is the team that is going to end up challenging them? Is it is it Dallas, who already lost without Dak? Is it Tampa and Green Bay, who can't seem to win any games? Is it somebody else? If you had to pick a team, especially now with the Eagles getting stronger, acquiring Robert Quinn, if you had to pick a team to challenge Philadelphia in the NFC right now, who would you go with and why? If I had to pick a team, I would I would pick San Francisco. Acquiring Christian McCaffrey, I think that was just a monster move by them. Hell, 25 years I've done radio, and rarely did we ever talk about the NFL trading deadline. It was always the baseball trading deadline, but the NFL deadline has been getting pretty juicy the last couple of years. You better you bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Check out BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Let's start with the Steelers. So, oh yeah, I thought, can't lay a big number against a Mike Tomlin team, right? Oh yeah, they did not look very good. This defense is not elite. This this hasn't been a good season for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. It's just a scary team. I don't know, is this a week I can trust them? Is it a week I can't trust them? I just want to stay away from the Steelers altogether. I don't know who they are. And because they do have a good coach, maybe they are sneaky. And they've just been haunting me. The same, I'm off the Arizona Cardinals. Bad, bad, bad. I don't even know why I decided to bet on the Cardinals because I can't stand that team anymore. So, yeah, those, those two teams haunting me. I'm staying away. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Odyssey knows that football fans can't get enough football. That's why we've got nonstop football coverage on the free Odyssey app. Podcasts and live shows dedicated to every pro team. NFL play-by-play and enough game talk for the most diehard fans. Local radio stations talking football, interviews with star players and coaches, and football fans being fans. What kind of play calling was that? Listen to everything you love about football, live and on demand, with the free Odyssey app. Get in the game and download today. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. I'm laughing because Matt Bassani, who loves to bet, and our chat was like, no days off. Like we're in the military. You don't get a day off, soldier. You're going to make a bet. I don't care if it's a spread, money line. I don't care. You get in there and you make a bet right now. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. It has been a weekend of dogs. The Lions outright winning, the Jets outright winning. And give you a quick update right now. Sunday night football, second and goal. Tennessee with the ball on the Kansas City one. They trail just nine to seven with about six and some change to go here uh, in the first half. It is the Malik Willis show as uh, Ryan Tannehill last minute scratch not playing. But that doesn't really matter. Derrick Henry having himself a night. He's got seven carries for 87 yards, 12 
5.4 yard average and a tutty. Uh, and uh, right now, man, they just, oh, there they go. They punched it in. Hey, my, I just looked down, they punched it in, and it is 14 9 with 5.20 to go in the first half. Wow. So we might have multiple double digit dogs. Yes, outright win. It'd be a pretty amazing weekend, would it not be for the underdogs, Lucy? It really would be. And again, it shows we know nothing in terms of what's going to happen in these <laughs> games. With the, nothing makes sense. Everything is so bizarre. Just the fact just the fact the Lions won today is, is just bizarre. But, you know, it's the Eminem effect. Him being in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Just looking at these pictures of him going into the, the Hall of Fame is just a joyous occasion. But it shows once again, underdogs can really do it. And they're worth betting on sometimes. Absolutely, especially in the NFL. Always make an underdog money line parlay every week is what the season's teaching us. Absolutely worth it. Uh, we have a lot more to get into today, but let's bring him on. Super producer Zach Kroll, our man behind the scenes, helping make this show happen. Uh, he has got some guess the lines yet again. As uh, last week, I was off to a roaring start, and then Lucy came back and ended up beating me. And so uh, here we go yet again. Zach, welcome aboard. Let's play Guess the Lines. All right, guys. I've gotten pretty used to coming on this show with you guys every Sunday and just talking about the Packers and how bad they've been. And they're going to be playing in another big game next week with the Dallas Cowboys coming to town. Dallas on a bye uh, this week. The last few games, they've looked good against Chicago and Detroit. So, Lucy, I will start with you. Cowboys at Packers next week. Guess the line. Okay, well, after today... I think the Packers will be underdogs. They are at home. I would say Cowboys minus five and a half. Cool. Uh, I like that. I'm, I'm going to go straight touchdown. Dallas minus the seven touchdown favorite at Green Bay. Ooh. Wow. So Vegas giving the Packers a little bit more respect than you guys think. Dallas opens as a four and a half point favorite. So Lucy. We'll get the first point. Yes! Minus four and a half at Lambeau next week. I'm just going to tell you right now, I, I, cannot, I cannot wait to bet the Dallas Cowboys at four and a half as soon as we go to commercial break. That's a joke. This Green yeah. Bay team is not good. Yeah. That is a broken yeah. team. They're not good. And good luck against that pass rush. They struggled against the Lions pass rush today. Aaron Rodgers was pressured. He was backpedaling a lot. Good luck on that one. So I can't wait to bet yeah. the Cowboys. I hate you, Zach. Go to Will- the next game. <laughs> Well, will Aaron Rodgers even show up is my question. What if he doesn't even show up to the game? He's a little unpredictable. Well, like, He's very confident. Yeah, but Lucy, Lucy, know. who else is going to point the finger at all the teammates? Aaron Rodgers has to show yeah, exactly. up. It's the only way we can point fingers at other people. Exactly. All right, guys. We have another early morning game next week. This is going to be the last early morning game of the season. And this one's actually going to be in Germany between uh, two first-place teams right now, crazy enough, the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Munich, Germany. Sprague, I'll start with you on this one. Guess the line for Seahawks at Bucks. I think they respect the Tampa defense, and I know Seattle's the hot team right now and the way they've been playing. I'm going to say Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Okay. I can't wait for this game. I might watch the German broadcast for this because this will be a good one. And I think – ooh, this is um... – I'm going to go Buccaneers minus, I might go minus one and a half. <laughs> wow. Lucy nails this on the money. The Buccaneers open what? as a one and a half point favorite. You're yeah. kidding me. <laughs> spring. Oh, tough night for spring over here. Zach, that was can the, I ask oh, you a wow. question? <laughs> is, that the current, is that the current line? Yes. <laughs> no, so there's been no line movement at all. Yeah, not not from what I've seen. One and a half. Okay. okay. Wow. This is ridiculous. Wow. This am, is utterly ridiculous. Myself at this. Wow. It's the most humbling well, I, ten minutes I have in my life every week. I'm the Tom Brady of this game, it seems. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I'm the NFL. Just twenty years. Holy just cow. take advantage. <laughs> God. You are Tom, and I am Tom. On guess the line. This is an interesting one. An AFC team versus an NFC team. And the Minnesota Vikings, all of a sudden, they win again today over Washington. They will be going on the road to Buffalo, taking on the Bills fresh off their loss today to the Jets. And it's crazy what Minnesota's doing. 
another win today over Washington. It really looks like they have that division in lockdown mode. So, Lucy, I'll start with you next week. Vikings at Bills. Guess the line. I'm going to say, I I don't know if today's game is going to affect it as much as we th- – uh, I'm going to say Bills favor, minus seven and a half. Ooh, I, I'm going to go Buffalo minus six. <laughs> this is unreal. Lucy nails it again. On the money, Bills a seven and a half point favorite next week at home against the Vikings. I'm not even lying. Pull up FanDuel right now and we'll check it out. You're kidding me. How is it? Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Spring. Oh, no. I just like at some. What's the point? Like, why are we still playing the game at this point? Because it's a fun game. It is. I think, you know what? We should even up it and put money on it. I think it's going so well that we should really up let's, the let's ante. let's bet the Lucy unit price. What's what's the the Lucy unit price? Is it a dollar? Is that a what dollar? It is? A one American a dollar. dollar or but for the Bucks game, it has to be a okay. euro. Yes, I will bet you a dollar that I win the next line. Okay, I will bet you okay. if you if you win. All right. <laughs> So the Sunday night football game next week, interesting game here between two teams in California. The Chargers, they're going to be going on the road to San Francisco. And an interesting thing about the Chargers, in each of their last four games, they've trailed by double digits in the first quarter, but they've won three of them. They're three and one in those four games. So they're going on the road to San Francisco next week. Sprague, I'll start with you. Guess the line for Chargers at Niners next week. 49ers minus four and a half. Okay. Oh boy, I have a whole dollar on this. There's a lot riding on this. I'm going to go 49ers minus three. Sprague wins his first round of the night. The 49ers oh, are yes. Yes. Oh, I don't want that money on. All right. All right. You got it. You won. I'll you ask won you that guys, bet. though, what do we think of the Chargers right now? Because they find a way to win again today. I don't know uh, if everyone saw how that game ended. They're driving, marching towards the game-winning field goal. Austin Eckler has the game in sights and fumbles the ball. The Falcons defender picks it up, is running the other way, and then he fumbles. Justin Herbert next play gets the Chargers back into field goal range, and somehow they win. Are we buying the Chargers right now? No. I don't know. I don't know if I would right now. I love Herbert, but I don't. I I don't generally bet on the Chargers because I don't like the coach. I don't think the coach is very good. I think his quite his questionable play calling in moments is interesting. Uh, I did see this live because I had action on this game, and I thought it was. I always think it's funny when a player runs with a football and is untouched and somehow drops the football. And that's what happened here is that dude wasn't touched. He just dropped the football. He fumbled. The Chargers get it back, and then, boom, they connect with Palmer on the next play. I don't buy the Chargers, sadly. I want to buy the Chargers, but I, I just don't trust the coaching. I, I think it makes me feel uneasy all the time. It's an interesting line, though, in San Francisco uh, between those two teams. Yeah, well, I would take the 49ers here over the Chargers for sure. I don't buy the Chargers. Interesting here. Interestingly enough, if the Chiefs lose this game on Sunday Night Football, all of a sudden the Chiefs and the Chargers are going to be tied for first in the AFC West, both at five and three. Which is insane because they don't feel like they're on the same level. You know what I mean? It's just so so odd how that happens in the NFL. That's how the season has been. Teams that you would not think are neck and neck with teams that you would think were going to be powerhouses this season, like the Jets beating the Bills today or the Chiefs being tied with the Chargers. Like it's... It is a an upside down season to an extent. Uh, Lucy, would you like to double or nothing on the next one? Yes, please, always. Okay, Zach, next line. Okay, we will go to the college ranks. As Alabama, they oh. will lose their second game of the season last night to LSU. They're going on the road again, facing a pretty good Ole Miss team. Uh, Lane Kiffin down there in Oxford doing a really good job as always. So, Lucy, I'll start with you. Next week, Alabama at Ole Miss. Guess the line. Okay. I'm going to go Alabama minus 10. Great. Alabama minus 8. Wow. 
So Woosie didn't nail it on the money, but she comes pretty close. Alabama opens as a 10.5 point favorite over Oh! Oh! We don't have to double or nothing. I'll still bet me the dollar. No, no, no. The bet you, was double or nothing. You, there's you, nothing. You there's no need. You got little wins, Greg. You won like your, you know, no. it's, it's, it's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting that you won one. Thank so. you. Thank you. I can't wait to brag about my cute little win. All right. What'd you do Sunday? I had a cute little win. It was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good good for you. Yeah, we need to talk about this, by the way, Lucy, in the next segment. We need to talk a little college football because Bama basically lost themselves the playoff spot. Yeah, that is – we could talk about it next segment too, but it is as wild that you would think Alabama, who is – like it was Alabama, Georgia, and, you know, all the the top teams, and then Alabama just – it's like the NFL. It's they are the, mm-hmm. the the NFL of college football basically is happening currently. Absolutely. Them. All right, uh, Zach, you got any more lines? Yeah, one more college game for you guys next week, and this is going to be a really interesting game because when you look at all of the undefeated teams in college football right now, you see Georgia, which is pretty. That's a pretty good team. That's expected. You see Michigan. You see Ohio State. But then you also see TCU somehow undefeated still in the Big 12, and they're going to be going on the road next week to Texas. Uh, the Longhorns had an impressive victory last night going into Kansas State and getting the job done there. Also, the former TCU coach, longtime uh, coach Gary Patterson, he's now on the Texas staff, so you wonder if there will be any revenge and a factor of that going into this game. But next week, Saturday night, prime time, TCU at Texas. Sprague, I'll start with you. Guess the line. Yeah, I think uh, TCU has come back a couple times. It was one of their knocks by the committee in their recent rankings, which was ridiculous. Like, you win with that schedule, you should be you should be given some respect over Alabama. They weren't, and so here you go. Um, I, I think you want to believe that TCU would be favored here, but Texas is having themselves a little bit of a moment with Quinn Ewers. They stubbed their toe against Oklahoma State, but they rebounded really nicely. Uh, I'm going to say Texas is favored being the home team. I'll say Texas minus three and a half. Okay. I'm also going to say Texas is favored, but I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go Texas minus seven and a half. Wow. Lucy comes close just again as Texas opens as a seven point favorite against TCU. Seven way. Oh my God. All due respect to Texas and none to TCU. Vegas doesn't buy TCU. Uh, Lucy, I, I, I don't even know how? how you make this a game, but like you should go gamble on this because this is, it's incredibly baffling how well, accurate you are on every single line. Should I be an odds maker? Should I just tell the uh, odds you should, maker? I mean, like the, yes. The high priestess of odds making and tell them what to Lucy, do. Lucy, how many of it's TCU football hard, games have, have you watched? Lucy, how many, maybe, how many TCU games have you watched? One. Maybe one. I would say I've watched more Texas games than TCU games. Right. <laughs> but I and know. Here you are just nailing lines. Okay. Should, yeah. <laughs> Zach, what do you be. think? Zach, do you think that line's right or wrong? That feels like – I feel like you're dangling a carrot in front of me to take TCU. I just – TCU, they come back, they battle. They're a good team. And this is going to obviously be their biggest test. Like, are you biting on that Vegas carrot? That's a big spread in that game, is it not? Yeah, so here's the thing. I agree with you. When you first look at the line, you think, wow, that's way too many points. But at the same time, I've been eyeing the spot for TCU for a while. They're not going undefeated, right? There's no way we can see this TCU team in the playoff. And for the record, you know, Sprague, I'm not a Sark guy. There are not a lot of coaches I trust more uh, than him in a big game. But this team has a lot of talent, and they almost beat Alabama. It was impressive how uh, they went into Kansas State and won. And with Quinn Ewers healthy, this is a pretty good team. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, that's a fair point. Quinn Ewers being healthy all year probably um, probably changes the trajectory of their season in terms of, like, they're having a good year, but, like, they could be having an even better year. TCU, man, I, I don't know. I'm kind of rooting for Sonny Dykes. I think it's a great story. They're doing it with a backup quarterback. Um, so there we go. Guess the lines. Thank you, Zach, for hopping on. Lucy kicks exactly. my butt yet again. Dominates this Yay. game every week. I feel like Yay. her and Zach and are in bet on Texas. Much respect for there Texas and for you, Sprague, in this game. Uh, get some college football thoughts and wrap it up, talking a little more NFL. We'll do it next. Back to the features on the BetQL Network.
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Check out BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Let's start with the Steelers. So, oh yeah, I thought, can't lay a big number against a Mike Tomlin team, right? Oh yeah, they did not look very good. This defense is not elite. This this hasn't been a good season for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. It's just a scary team. I don't know, is this a week I can trust them? Is a week I can't trust them? I just want to stay away from the Steelers altogether. I don't know who they are. And because they do have a good coach, maybe they are sneaky. And they've just been haunting me. The same, I'm off the Arizona Cardinals. Bad, bad, bad. I don't even know why I decided to bet on the Cardinals because I can't stand that team anymore. So, yeah, those, those two teams haunting me. I'm staying away. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey guys, Mike Valeni for Cash the Ticket Podcast. If you like sports betting or if you just like sports, it's the podcast for you. We try to cover all the big games and maybe some of the games you didn't even know were important. Give you some angles, pick some winners, have a good time, and hopefully help you uh, meander through college and pro football season. So join us a couple times a week to get all your information you need to bet the games that you watch. It's Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Golick. Seems like the Eagles right now, obviously the best team in the NFC. We talk all the time about, like, who is the team that is going to end up challenging them? Is it is it Dallas, who already lost without Dak? Is it Tampa and Green Bay, who can't seem to win any games? Is it somebody else? If you had to pick a team, especially now with the Eagles getting stronger, acquiring Robert Quinn, if you had to pick a team to challenge Philadelphia in the NFC right now, who would you go with and why? If I had to pick a team, I would, I would pick San Francisco. Acquiring Christian McCaffrey, I think that was just a monster move by them. It held 25 years I've done radio, and rarely did we ever talk about the NFL trading deadline. It was always the baseball trading deadline, but the NFL deadline has been getting pretty juicy the last couple of years. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. How's your mental health? I'm listening with Michael Phelps. You know, I think for me in in 2014, when I found myself in that dark, dark place where I I didn't want to be alive in those four days when I was in my room by myself, after sitting there and thinking about everything, I I wanted to find a different way. I wanted to find a different answer. Um, I was sick and tired of feeling how I felt, and that's why I started to seek help, and, and, and that's when I checked myself into a treatment center. More at imlistening.org. Talk saves lives. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. We wrap it up here. Back to the features here on the BetQL Network. We have a lot to get to. Um, we didn't even get to college football. Lucy, I want to get to that real quick here. As uh, quite the storyline this weekend was that Alabama is now taking themselves or taking themselves. They were taken out of the college football playoff conversation. Um, they outright lost to LSU, who tied the or was on the verge of tying the game late. Uh, in overtime, and they said, you know what? We don't want to go to double overtime. And so Brian Kelly sent his offense back on there, and Jaden Daniels in the offense ran a perfect play. Touchdown or two-point conversion good. LSU walk-off win against Alabama, who now has two losses. Their season is is basically over in terms of the playoff, uh, which is a bit surprising because many people viewed this Bama team as maybe Nick Saban's best in quite some time. But his defense was never really the level we thought it would be. And, you know, Bryce Young, I don't know. Bryce Young was good and bad in that game. I'm not particularly high on Bryce Young as a pro prospect. I think he's tiny. Uh, I think he takes one big hit in the NFL. It's going to leave you feeling real uneasy. I just don't feel the way about Bryce Young that a lot of people do. 
But uh, shocking news of the weekend, Nick Saban, Alabama Crimson Tide, basically done in the college football playoff conversation. That is wild because coming into this season, up until now in this season, it's Bryce Young, Alabama at the top of everything, really. Heisman, maybe not so much. Maybe, yeah, Bryce Young was pretty much at the top. But Alabama, it's Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, maybe. But those are the top teams. And now to see this, this, the end of this game, shocking. And it kind of makes me think Alabama could be like the Packers of the college football world in terms of they're supposed to be good coming into the season. They're supposed to be the top team, if not one of the top teams with Georgia. But to see this absolute heartbreaking loss is is astonishing because it's it, it, it was not supposed to be this way, really. And everything you hear about the hype with Bryce Young and then this and it's it's there was one play that I, I watched maybe 50 times with Bryce Young, where he got out of trouble, avoided being sacked, and threw just a stellar pass. And it got mm-hmm. through a, a lot of things. And so that kind of thing, you see that, and you're like, yeah, I see why this guy's hyped up so much. But now, to see where Alabama is, it's, uh, it's complicated, I would say, especially if you are an Alabama fan. This is a complicated situation. Well, the committee, I mean, basically with their first rankings, the committee told us they want Alabama's path to be to the playoff. I mean, if you couldn't see that clear as day, I don't know what to tell you. TCU was ranked behind them. TCU was undefeated. Uh, LSU was in nobody's top 10 anywhere. And then Alabama has them on a schedule. And what do we see? Oh, LSU suddenly a top 10 team. Real interesting there. Texas was the only three-loss team in the top 25. Who did Alabama beat in the non-conference? Oh, that's right, Texas. The committee is always going out of their way to set the path for the SEC, which is, you know, for a lot of us West Coast fans, Midwest fans, it's frustrating because I get it. Like Alabama has more talent than everybody. I I can't argue that point. But what frustrates me is that the rules don't apply to some of these schools the way they do to others. Like the Pac-12, who they probably won't get a team in this year. But it's not impossible, but they probably won't. But the Pac-12 plays nine conference games. The SEC plays eight, and they play like, Southern Baptist State Central University, their second to last game of the year before their big rivalry games. I, they just they play by a different set of rules. So I was excited to see Alabama fall. The other big upset we had, Lucy, was Clemson losing to Notre Dame in South Damn. Bend. I, uh, you know, their two quarterbacks didn't look good. They were being dominated. That Notre Dame defense shut that offense down. Not that that offense has been stellar anyway. And I'll say this: Clemson's not necessarily out of it. But I've watched some Clemson football this year, and it's it's putrid. It is awful. Keep the ACC out of our damn college football playoff. There is no team worthy. That conference is a disaster. It's boring. It's not fun. And so I was excited to watch Clemson fall uh, to the Golden Domers this week. And we had some good upsets in college football that I think is good for the sport. Yeah, definitely. And this was a loss to Brian Kelly's former team. And then LSU did win. So that was, I mean, both, so Notre Dame did win too, but this is very interesting. And in terms of the college football playoff, Alabama and Clemson have accounted for 13 of the 32 berths in the eight-year history of the playoff. Together, they've won five of the eight college football national championships. And then this year, maybe both of them don't make it. It's wild. Yeah, and see, it it is wild. I think that's a fair point. Like in our our chat here and i'm seeing this i think this is a totally fair point like bama can still win the sec championship and clemson still has a shot i I just i'm going off gut here okay because i think at the end of the day what does the committee do the committee tries to give us these weird takes like they said tcu was ranked where they were ranked because they had to come back to win their games they just released those rankings the weekend after ohio state was trailing in the fourth quarter to penn state where they rank Ohio State? Did they rank them below? No, they did. And also, Ohio State's schedule has been largely a joke. So they just it's hard to evaluate all these teams on the same level. I think you need schedule, uh, like a unison schedule of some sort, conference games, non-conference games, Power 5 opponents, et cetera. I just, I, I'm not buying. I don't think the committee likes the ACC. Uh, I think the ACC is going to play themselves out of more and more top 25 slots as the season goes on. And maybe I'll be wrong, but I just I'm kind of looking at Clemson as a not going to get it as a one loss. Like they just ha- they haven't looked convincing. They haven't looked the part, right? Part of this yeah. is eyeball test. The committee don't want to say that outright, but that's what a lot of this is. They they trailed heavy against Syracuse. They had to have a comeback in the second half of that game. 
and and I thought they were getting they got dominated by Notre Dame. So I just I don't look at Clemson in that light. The Bama thing, sure, that's probably still there. Bama has set the precedent that they don't even need to go to a conference championship game to make the playoff. But I don't think that they're beating Bama, uh, beating Georgia. I just I I I've mm, seen both yeah. these teams play all year, and I've seen one beat Oregon by forty six and then dominate Tennessee, and I've seen the other one struggle against Texas, uh, struggle against Texas A and M, come back and then lose outright to Tennessee, and then lose and struggle with LSU, who I don't think is that great either. So still there, but I, I'm just I'm kind of looking ahead and playing a guessing game here. I don't think Clemson gets in. I think you got big one potentially TCU is there. Ohio State, Michigan could set the table. They might be a two-team conference situation when they play the SEC title winner, which I think is Georgia. And I'm not going to overlook Oregon or USC uh, in this conversation. Yeah. Well, my big question from this weekend, going back to Tennessee, what do we make now of Hendon Hooker and the Heisman odds? Did was he overhyped yeah. when his odds went straight to the top? over C.J. Stroud, who was my pick to win the Heisman, and Ohio State to win the national championship. But was he overhyped after that big win? Or or going forward, was was it just that they were playing Georgia? Is he going to continue? Like, what would his future be now in terms of, like, next week or the, his next few games? What is he all that he has really been hyped up to be? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair question. I think the if futures look right now on the Heisman odds. is It's a fascinating one because – I, I don't think Hendon, as much as they struggled offensively and they struggled mightily, I, I don't think Hendon played himself out of it. Like, C.J. Stroud didn't throw a touchdown pass this weekend. So as much as Hendon Hooker right. may have struggled against Georgia, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State beat Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah. They beat they beat them by 14 points. Northwestern's awful. Like, that that is yeah. that's one of the worst teams in the Power 5 conference. They had one win. That wasn't a good team. And Ohio State struggled. C.J. Stroud didn't throw a touchdown pass. So I think he gets credit for winning, but like he didn't largely do that. That was Trayvon Henderson in that run game. Um, I, I think C.J. Stroud obviously is still the favorite in Vegas, but I don't think Hendon got exposed. I think, Lucy, to answer your question, like Georgia's just good. Like Georgia's just, yeah. here's Georgia and here's like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. kind of what we're dealing with now. I think it's C.J. Stroud, Blake Corum at Michigan, Hendon Hooker, I would still put some – I mean, we're back to the futures bets. I'd still put money on Hendon Hooker now. I'd buy the value now because I think he could have some monster games at the end. And if Blake Corman, Michigan, lose to Ohio State or Ohio State loses to Michigan, like I think Hendon Hooker can slot himself in there. He's had a phenomenal season. I don't take anything away. I don't think he's overhyped. I think he's just played to his opponents. And this week, past weekend was Georgia. And also don't overlook Bo Nix. Bo Nix at Oregon right. is going to start getting more and more of this team. They've got Washington, who's going to be ranked in the top 25 after these latest rankings. They're going to beat Washington soundly. I've seen Washington play. I've seen Oregon play. It's a rivalry game, but Oregon's going to win that game. Bo Nix puts up good stats, Lucy. Watch Bo Nix. He's got Utah, Washington, and Oregon State to finish his year. They could very well win all three of those games. Two of those three are at home. Their final one's at OSU on the road. Those would be three very good wins. And then you presumably play UCLA again or USC in the Pac-12 championship game. So Bo Nix has got a, a shot here in the dark. If you're looking for longer odds, Hendon Hooker, I still buy. And Bo Nix could potentially be one that sneaks into this conversation at the end of the year. With Georgia being so good, why not Stetson Bennett? Would he be one to look at? I I, I wouldn't. I, I, think, I, I think the thing about him and other quarterbacks is like he plays well in big games. And I think we've seen that, but he's not carried the right term, but like, he's got one of the most elite defensive coaches and, and player, you know, talents on the defensive side of the football in the country. And then also he's got just these two bruising backs and, and, and what they create is insane. He's good. He's fine. He's not putting up these numbers though. Go, go compare Stetson Bennett to Hendon Hooker stats. Go compare those stats mm. to Bo Nix's stats or CJ Shrouds. They're just they're not on the same level. He's very good. Very he's gonna retire. You know, retire. He's gonna walk away, you know, a walk-on who once wanted to win for Georgia, potentially winning two national championships and being the quarterback. Like that's that's a lifelong dream. But I, I don't put him seriously um 
in that Heisman Trophy conversation at all. Yeah, well, were I a Heisman voter, I would not vote for him because he threw up on the field, and I didn't like that at all. So there you go. He did, did that earlier <laughs> this season, and that was I was not a fan of that. So no, I don't think he should win it. But if he should be considered, uh, I mean, maybe. But I'd be like, no, those dock you points for that because that is gross. I once had a teammate in high school. He just he yacked in the middle of our huddle, and we're like, "Are you okay?" And he's oh, like, "Well, I, I feel better now." And we just like uh, stood no, around no. it. And then we moved up to the line of scrimmage and we played anyway. It's kind of what you have to do in football. It's really disgusting. I, I would leave uh, the team, quit the sport, and never go to a football game or on the field again. If that happened to me, were I a football uh, player. Wrap, <laughs> wrap it up for you guys with this. Tennessee up 14-9 at the half on Sunday Night Football. And uh, we got a lot more to get into next week. Wow. Lucy, good stuff as always. It flies by. Yes. And uh, I'll talk to you guys back to the futures back, back next week here on the BetQL network. Back to the futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL network presented by BetMGM. Check out BetQL Daily presented by Bet.